Got questions? The Bible has answers. We'll help you find them. Welcome to the God Questions Podcast with Shay Hoodman, President of God Questions Ministries. Welcome to the God Questions Podcast. I don't know if you've been observing the world recently, but here at God Questions, we have, and we're seeing a lot of conflict. I've got questions. This may surprise you, but um, we get a lot of people who don't necessarily agree with some of our answers, and that results in conflict. There's conflict culturally with with COVID, with race relations. There's conflict in the in the world, even as we speak. Major conflict breaking out in the world. So, I thought it'd be super helpful for us to have an episode where we discuss conflict resolution. So, my guest today is Jay Payliner. He's the author of. Don't take the bait to escalate. So, Jay, welcome to the show. Uh, Shay, uh, what a delight. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Jay, what led you to write a book on conflict resolution? Well, uh, you've already touched on it a little bit. This world we live in, it seems every time you turn around, there's uh, a little more conflict, whether it's uh, COVID-related or political-related or uh, or uh, the, the world uh, the world situation. And uh, as an author, I'm going, okay, how can, how can I, in my own little world here, as I sit at my desk here in, outside Chicago, Illinois, how can I help bring that to a conclusion? So I was struggling with that, kicking around some ideas on how, what kind of book I would write uh, without a book contract of any kind, just seeing uh, I would put something together. And at the exact same, <laughs> it's, it's, a God, it's a God thing, at the exact same time at a marketing meeting at Salem, uh, Salem Publishing, they were uh, just in conversation, and one of the marketing managers says something about, um, you know what, we shouldn't, boy, we don't want that to escalate. We shouldn't take that bait. We shouldn't take that bait, something about something, something like that. And uh, Tim Peterson, the publisher there, said, wow, that's the, a great name for a book. And uh, so they, they laughed about that. And then uh, not long afterward, they said, you know what, I bet you Jay Payleitner could write that book. So the, the title, Don't Take the Bait to Escalate, was not mine. That came from the publisher who said, who, uh, who tracked me down and said, and, and asked me to write the book. And I thought, wow, that we're going to join forces on this project. And uh, suddenly I had a book contract and uh, we made it happen. We wrote it. Uh, I wrote it uh, last fall, last fall in, in the end of 2021. And suddenly um, uh, it's coming out at the exactly right time as, uh, as Putin is invading Ukraine. Holy cow! Um, again, that's a, it's a God thing that um, that made this work. At the, at the exact, uh, don't take the bait to escalate. What an amazing uh, a, a gift that was to me, and hopefully to uh, hopefully to the world. We'll see. So, what makes you particularly passionate about um, conflict resolution? Well, because uh, that is exactly uh, the world we live in. Uh, but what was it so amazing to me was that when I approached this whole thing, I thought that conflict was a bad thing. I mean. In general, it's got this hard conflict. It's got even the edgy kind of uh, words to it, uh, pronunciation. But uh, when I dug into it, I realized that, wow, conflict can be a good thing. Um, conflict, uh, I look back at, at when my marriage hit bottom, that conflict led to a stronger marriage. So conflict, uh, uh, competition is a, is a kind of conflict. Competition between companies or rivals, athletic rivals, uh, that they develop respect and, and friendship and creativity comes out of competition. Uh, negotiation, honest and honorable negotiation kind of leads to, to uh, a synergy between uh, organizations. Mm -hmm. 
Shay, without conflict, without conflict, there would never be any heroes or mentors or empathy. Without conflict, there wouldn't be any rules, and rules are good things. There would never be an apology. If there's never a conflict, there would never be any apologies mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. uncovering um, uh, the, the deeper truths. I mean, it's conflict in our life that draws us to God. And uh, what is it, um, James? Uh, uh, trials of many kinds, uh, they, uh, they test our faith and produce, produce perseverance. Mm-hmm. So uh, conflict is a good thing. And when I started writing the book, I didn't know that, but it became so clear uh, as I was digging into the topic. So when I, whenever I've taken a personality test, um, some, a peacemaker always comes up high for me that um, bringing two sides together, like kind of ending a conflict yeah. is it's kind of hardwired into me. And if it was on one of the biblical spiritual gifts lifts, it would probably be a spiritual gift of mine. But it's definitely an interest, definitely a passion of mine. But in our service that got questions, obviously we deal with some controversial issues that often result in conflict, as I said at the very beginning. But and when you transition the conversation more towards like a Christian focus, um, is conflict within the church, is conflict among Christians a bad thing, a good thing? And what are some of the examples you've seen of how um, God has used conflict in the, the Christian realm? Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh... You can imagine how uh, church elders, I mean, we, we, very specific examples would be uh, church elders wrestling with a theological issue mm-hmm. or, uh, or a, a personnel issue if a pastor is, makes some bad decisions. Uh, ultimately, uh, if they do it right, if they approach it with love and respect and, and empathy and, and biblical uh, application, they're gonna, the church, that church, that church body is going to come uh, stronger. And of course, there's all kinds of uh, biblical admonitions for when you have conflict with um, someone, you, you go to them. Uh, somebody who's made a mistake, you go to them. And I, I don't. Uh, I, I cover it in the book a little bit. Of course, you can't get away from it. If um, if someone wrongs you, you go to them and mm-hmm. you give them a chance to make it right. And if they don't make it right, then you go to some elders. And if that doesn't make it right, you go to the the entire church. And then sometimes you have to, you know, wash your hands of them and make mm-hmm. in in. in, in uh, and turn it loose, turn it over into God's God's ultimate uh, judgment. I guess is a good word, judgment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, in in your experience, we've done a really good intro here of um, introducing conflict in the sense of it happens and positive things can result from it. But don't want to summarize too much of your book for you. But what are what's maybe give a basic outline? What what is the right approach to conflict resolution? I came up with um, the four factors, I call them, mm-hmm. that you want to use in approaching any conflict. I didn't start the book with that idea. I started the book with the idea of I'm just going to re- create right in uh, based on my experience and on conflicts in film, conflicts in books, conflicts in real life, conflicts in politics, mm-hmm. business, conflicts at Thanksgiving di- dinner table, Shay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in marriage and friends and neighbors, I just wanted to, to work through some um, real life scenarios and some fictional scenarios even that um, in how those conflicts were resolved in a positive way. And it became so clear after a while that, wow, in, all, in every case, there was four factors that had to be um, the, the, whoever wanted to resolve the conflict, whoever Whatever character or whatever uh, situation wanted to resolve the conflict, they had four factors that always uh, came into play. And they are decide what you really want, not what you want, but decide what you really want, which is different sometimes. 
uh, know the risks, because when you enter conflict, there are some the risks involved. And then um, a little empathy. Empathize with your adversary, because we know the world could use a little more empathy. <laughs> empathy. Uh, looking at uh, walking in the other person's shoes and uh, even um, the golden rule, uh, uh, doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, that idea that uh, understand what the other people need. Um, so just decide what you want, know the risks, empathize with your adversary. And finally, and this is where um, maybe the world doesn't, um, doesn't come together and, and, and get this point, expect the win. Be optimistic. The idea that um, you know, God's going to work it all out for good ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, if you, according to his purpose, of course, Romans yeah. 8.28. Um, so those are the four things, uh, the four factors. And it's stunning the way they apply to, to every – if you apply those to any – any conflict, you got a good chance of working it out uh, uh, in a positive way. So just to our audience, I, I, when I read um, Don't Take the Bait to Escalate, it's an excellent book. I really learned a lot. And I especially appreciated the, all the stories, the illustrations, w- whether fiction or a real world, that really helped me to understand or think through this. But what I'd like you to do is maybe go through and with each of the four factors, um, elaborate on each one and maybe... This, I know we don't have a ton of time, but briefly give an illustration that fits each one of those so that people can get a good idea of what they will experience when they read your book. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm thinking about <laughs> the most obvious the obvious one that comes to me is early in my marriage. I've been married 40 some years now uh, to, my, to, to the lovely Rita. And early in our marriage, uh, one of our conflicts was that, oh, my golly, it was just tragic and terrible and horrible. I liked crunchy peanut butter, and she liked creamy peanut butter. What a terrible conflict. I'm with you on this one. (laughs) So And so let's apply the four factors. Um, Decide what you really want. Okay, I wanted crunchy peanut butter. But what I really wanted was my wife to love me and respect me and trust me and to build our marriage. So, I mean, I wanted that crunchy peanut butter, but what I really wanted was a a healthy, strong marriage. Know the risks. If I make a big deal about my need for crunchy peanut butter, we're not going to get along. There's there'll be less romance in the marriage, probably, if I can put it that way. Uh, and then a little em- empathize with the adversary. It's like, wow, she likes creamy. I need to. I need to get. In, I need to uh, have some empathy for that need she has. Now it's a minor, small point, and just creamy peanut butter. And then expect the win. Let's expect the win. Let's see how God works this out. Okay. So what we did decide was to come in some, sometimes compromise is a terrible idea. Sometimes it's a good thing. And what we did was compromise. Every other jar was creamy, then, then crunchy, then creamy, then crunchy. But one day we were at the grocery store together and, uh, we hit, we still had a half a jar of creamy peanut butter. And I went and bought a crunchy jar because it was my turn. And suddenly we had two jars of peanut butter in the house what a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. So God worked that out. So now, so after that, we bought two jars of peanut butter in the cupboard. What a brilliant, fantastic idea. The the, uh, the bigger lesson there might be sometimes conflicts, Shay, have really easy answers if you just kind of take a breath and uh, and let them happen. So anyways, that's that's the four factors applied to a pretty, <laughs> pretty easy, low-key conflict. But could have got could have got could have gone over the edge, you know. Yeah. Uh, if we would have, if I would have made a big deal about that, could have done some serious damage. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that story really reminds me. So recently, our youth leaders at our church asked um, most of the adults in the family to share um, with the teenagers a video 
describing lessons they've learned for healthy relationships, whether it's marriage or whatever. And one of the older couples in our who shared a video shared that one of their I really don't know how big a conflict it was, but they have very different ways of handling the toothpaste tube. Like the one person <laughs> squeezes from the middle and the other person squeezes from the back. And at some point there, there was some level of conflict. I'm just like laughing. It's like, I have never cared enough about as long as there's toothpaste in the tube, I don't care how my wife got it out. So um, eventually they did what you guys did and just, you know, why don't we just get two toothpaste tubes? And so it's, yeah, coming up with solutions and like going for the win. Okay. What can we do that would actually end this conflict permanently? So we never have to deal with it again, stuff like that, that seems simple, <laughs> but the principles can apply from a very trivial situation. The same principles apply to a, a, a major one. So maybe share another one. I really liked your um, being a, a baseball player um, well, to tell us about your high school baseball rivals. illustration. Well, um, I'll, I have uh, five kids, and all four, all five of them play baseball or softball. My four sons played baseball, and some of their best friends still to this day were rivals on a baseball team. You th you think of you know middle school two boys show up, the two best kids in the team. They both want to be shortstop. That's part of the deal. You you want to be short, short shortstop and maybe bat cleanup. That's the goal, and you can imagine that that's conflict. There's rivalry there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you decide what you really want, the four factors, again, applying the four factors, uh, they both want to enjoy the game, to win some games, to, to be the best team you can be, and to you know build some uh, relationships. The risk, if you're a real jerk about it, and you pour Gatorade on the, his glove or, or you, or you <laughs> want complain to the coach, there's, the, bad things happen. It's, you, the, the team doesn't gel. And then if you think of empathize with your adversary – and sometimes an adversary isn't this mean-spirited adversarial role. It's it's just the the guy, you, the person you're in conflict with. Mm -hmm. um, if you think about what the other person needs and how to help them be a better ball player, then if you expect the win, you go into it uh, with uh, hope and and joy and, and and passion for the game. Suddenly, those two boys <laughs> they probably end up being best friends mm -hmm. because they're the ones who are lifting up the team and leading the team together. So uh, that's another example of when competition, conflict, rivalry, both wanting to uh, have the same role or, or, or the same uh, role as a shortstop or batting cleanup, yeah. suddenly the conflict uh, turns out to be a win-win for everybody. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Um, in my experience, the vast majority of people do not enjoy conflict. They don't not typically actively ser searching it out, but I have a few friends. And then it, in our experience, it got questions. We have a lot of people who've contacted us where they are just itching for a conflict. So when you're in a conflict with someone who's actually really enjoying it, what's, what yeah. are some principles to how to steer that conversation towards resolution when the other person is actually enjoying the conflict itself rather than enjoying trying to reach a amicable solution. Well, um, you, you're framing this now as conflict as an, as a negative thing. And I'm because after writing this book, I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around that because, mm -hmm. because I see conflict as this good thing that, that great, good stuff comes out of it. Mm -hmm. I think what you're describing here is kind of a jerk. Mm -hmm. how, how do you deal with, how do you deal with guys who are just kind of, they don't, they're not in the conflict for a win. They're in the conflict just for the sake of just stirring things up and, being a being pains. So I think what you got to do going into that kind of relationship is, you know what, 
see the big picture, see that God's in charge, mm-hmm. even though you can't <laughs> you can't influence this uh, your adversary in in this case, and maybe have a sense that you're going to listen. Maybe this person does have a good point. Uh, be ready to forgive uh, as need be, and also uh, bring some calm to the situation. Maybe take a few steps back. Again, that's you see the big picture kind of thing. But um, yeah, there are folks out there who who uh, will drag you down, and it might be time to, uh, you know time to uh, to turn them loose and, and get out of the situation. Yeah. Um, but there are quite a few instances in the book where I do talk about that um, ways to escalate. And those people want to escalate the conflict. Yeah. And the whole point is there are strategies to de-escalate the conflict. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that your book focuses on, and you talk about the positive aspects of conflict, that very true in my life. And most of the very close friendships that I have now, at some point, there was a conflict. And there became that choice. Okay, is this conflict going to end the relationship or is this something we're going to resolve? And then when it's resolved, the relationship is stronger than ever. Because there's a deeper level of trust between you and the other person when they know, oh, this person really has my best interest at heart and they really want conflict to be resolved rather than just, they're not going to abandon me the next time we have a disagreement. So I've definitely seen it in my own personal life that when conflict is resolved in a godly way, that it results in stronger relationships. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, uh, for sure. As I said, I hit hitting bottom. Oh, I, I, I lead marriage conferences on occasion. I've written a few books on, on marriage. And uh, I will look out in the audience and I'll say, how many of you, it might be 50 couples out there, how many of you have hit bottom in your marriage? And about half people raise their hand. And, in, and then I'll say, yeah, ain't it great? And they all laugh. They know exactly what I'm talking about, how uh, conflict in marriage, get past it, uh, it'll, it'll make your, your marriage stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I need to challenge anybody listening right now, you're in conflict with somebody, probably it's a sibling or a good friend, uh, and uh, you need to make that call and n- not be, oh, I'm so sorry for, for what we've gone through, but do the, um, hey, uh, man, I, I, you know what, I'm, I'm, I got to tell you that I'm missing us. I'm missing us. You and I used to be good friends, used to hang out or used to, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about you the other day and just open the door for some positive memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe separate yourself from the the conflict because there's a good chance you don't even remember what the conflict was about. We all know folks mm-hmm. who are who are uh, who haven't talked to their brother or sister in decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Maybe mom, parents too. Uh, call your call your dad or your mom this Mother's Day or your dad this Father's Day and say, hey, uh, and don't expect a big apology, but um, take down those walls and you'll be glad you did. You'll be yeah. glad you did. Absolutely. So let's do. Um, I really like what you shared about um, John chapter eight. So what do you learn from that passage about um, conflict resolution? Well, that's, uh, that's a classic. Um, When we think of uh, uh, Jesus and conflict, people go right to, well, yeah, Jesus had righteous anger and he turned over the the tables in the, um, Mm in the, in the, uh, in the temple. But my favorite moment when Jesus entered into a conflict was uh, when the, the Pharisees had gathered uh, to uh, to stone the uh, uh, adulterous woman, and uh, Jesus walks in into that situation, John chapter eight, and uh, he doesn't use a lot of words. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, asks, he starts drawing in the sand, which is taking a moment, which is really good, a really good uh, model for us. 
Sometimes in conflict, don't jump right in with a shouting match. Take a moment and draw in the sand. Now, we don't know what he drew in the sand there. It could be the sins of the uh, Pharisees. Mm -hmm. It could be something from uh, some Old Testament law. It could be just some uh, little uh, hieroglyphics that uh, that he wanted uh, to give people time to uh, to think about what they what they had done. And he said, uh, you know, you were without sin, cast the first stone. He didn't say he didn't say that what the woman did was there's nothing wrong with it. That's that's what people forget. He didn't let her off the hook. Yeah. So um, what happened was he drew, draws in the sand. He gets up a couple times, and you can picture that scene where he brings peace and calm. And the uh, the Pharisees kind of drop their stones one by one. Interestingly, the the more mature, the older Pharisees left first because they probably had more sins in their life to think about. The Bible doesn't tell us, but uh, imagine going, "Wow!" And probably the younger ones, I'm, I'm the younger ones, are going, "I'm going to stick around. I'm going to stone this woman." Well, no. And they finally all left. And then Jesus turned to the uh, to the adulterous woman who by law deserved to be stoned uh, and said, uh, paraphrasing, they don't uh, condemn you. I don't either go and sin no more. So she, he, g- he gave her an assignment, mm-hmm. go and sin no more. So that whole scene there, John, John chapter eight, uh, is a real model for de-escalating a, na- a nasty, nasty moment of conflict. Yeah. So again, this is the Got Questions podcast with Jay Payleitner. We're discussing conflict resolution. So again, your book is excellent. I highly recommend it. There will be links to where people can purchase the book and learn more about you um, at podcast.gotquestions.org when this episode goes live, but also in the show notes for this episode and on the description on YouTube. But Jay, let me just give you a final opportunity. So who ultimately is this book for? And who do you think, uh, who will find this book particularly Helpful, and you can't just say everyone. <laughs> well, um, most people will pick up this book because they think it's a business book. Because uh, there are quite a few, you know, pretty, pretty nice books on conflict resolution, and they get into the psychology and the philosophy. This is um, a book for anybody who ever has conflict in their in their life, okay? yeah. <laughs> which is ever which is everyone. But. Uh, no, you know what? It, it's it's almost a kind of almost a, a, a devotional of sorts in that you go through and you you get a chance to uh, consider more than twenty different times when conflict might enter a life, and that that could be uh, you know a union negotiations. That could be when uh, some drunk drunk driver backs into you in a parking lot. That could be uh, when if you're arguing with your neighbor about some tree that drops sap on his car. There are strategies we need to do use in everyday life for, well, de-escalating conflict mm-hmm. or drawing people close. And that's the only way that you can share the gospel, uh, Shay, is by admitting that there's conflict in our lives. Mm-hmm. The, the, and sin is conflict. So you have to admit that there's conflict in our lives, that there's a battle between light and darkness with, you know, Satan is... Is there uh, uh, rooting us on to conflict that is unresolved? Uh, and of course, we need to build a relationship. So, so any any authentic Christ follower uh, needs to have the principles of how to resolve conflict to draw people close. And uh, in my let, the last thought on this little topic would be this: in relationships, you can finish any conversation by pushing people away, or you can finish conversations by drawing close to you. And it's especially important in families, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Agreed entirely. So the thing I like most about the book is it's simple. And there are, there are four steps to decide what you really want, know the risks, empathize with your adversary and expect to win. But then you also go into depth in each of these points and use illustrations to help us to see how these things actually work out. So again, highly recommend the book. Don't take the bait to escalate by Jay Payliner. So Jay, thank you again for being on the show today. Jay, uh, God bless. I so appreciate your time. And this has been the Got Questions podcast. Got questions? Bible has answers, and we'll help you find them. Your questions, biblical answers. The Got Questions podcast. Check us out at podcast.gotquestions.org.